Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God that we meditate upon this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 26 verses 57 to 68. And those who had laid hold of Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance to the high priest's courtyard and he went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priests, the elders, and all the council sought false testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last two false witnesses came forward, and it said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent, and the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of witnesses? Look, now you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He is deserving of death. Then they spat in his face and beat him, and others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who struck you? So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. The Eighth Commandment teaches us not to bear false witness against our neighbor. And we have in our sermon text this morning the ultimate example of breaking that commandment, don't we? People who not only lied about Christ, but paid people to purposely lie for the purpose of putting him to death. I borrowed uh, my daughter's toys this morning. Oops. She's probably going to be upset that I have them here. She's probably watching at home. But she's doing a pretty good job of learning how to stack blocks. It's a good thing for her. But in our text, we have a, a different kind of stacking, don't we? Not such a good thing. A stacking of just one sin, one lie upon another. Lying, of course, is bad in and of itself. But the chief priests add to that the lying in court under oath, right? And even worse yet, they lie for the sake of money. Or some of the people there are lying for the sake of money. And even worse than that, they do it on purpose in order to hurt or harm somebody. And then, probably worst of all, they pay people to lie for the purpose of hurting or harming somebody. At the bottom of this stack, of course, the root problem here is lying. It leads to all the other sins. We might not have ever lied in court, or we might not have ever lied for the sake of money, or we may not have lied on purpose to hurt somebody. We probably have done that at some point in our lives, but maybe not. 
but we all have a problem with the truth. We all have a problem with sometimes being less than honest. I remember uh, one man whom I was counseling, this is years ago in a, another city actually, but uh, one man whom I was counseling, or a couple I was counseling, and the man just kept lying. And it was causing big problems in their marriage. And I asked him, why? You, you know that it keeps causing problem after problem. Why do you keep doing it? And he responded, well, it just seems easier at the time. And sometimes it does seem easier. But it's kind of like trying to warm your garage by turning your car on. It might warm your, car, your garage a little bit. It's also going to poison the air and ruin your life. Lying does often seem easier, but it poisons our relationships, it poisons our thinking, it poisons our life. And Jesus calls us to return, return from a, a life of untruth and lies uh, to the truth that he came to bring us. He calls us not by simply refraining from lying, which of course would be good, but he calls us to, to live in him and his truth. He, he announces the truth. You notice that in our text that through all the lies, Christ is silent. He accepts it. He bears it. But then comes a chance to announce the truth and he speaks boldly and clearly. I am the Son of God. With this announcement, he, he calls us to leave behind not just our lies, but the lies of this world that we live in and live in his truth of who he is and what he came to do for us. The Sanhedrin was far more concerned about painting Jesus in a particular light than they were about actually finding the truth. They had already decided what they thought about him, and their only goal was to convince everybody else to think the same way by whatever means they could find. That they had to lie and lie and lie in order to get other people to see Jesus the way they thought he was, then that is what they were going to do. We live in a, unfortunately, we live in a, in a world, in a culture of lies that just pollute and destroy even, even the way we think. A lot like a factory that just pollutes and destroys the air. It was uh, Pastor Mike Sido, whom many of you know, knew very well. He was my Hebrew teacher when I was in college. I remember him telling me that uh, some people... They just don't even think about it. They just lie automatically, even if there's no good reason for it. That reminds me, of course, of an episode of The Office, Kelly and Ryan. For those of you who are familiar with that show, Kelly telling Ryan, you just lie all the time. You don't even have a reason. You just like lying. There are some people like that, and hopefully we're not one of them. But even if we don't have that big of a problem with the way we speak, we often have a problem with the way we think. 
just thinking in deceptions and half-truths, just engaging in people around us and in, in our culture uh, by what we assume to be true without ever actually seeking out the truth. A lot like the chief priests and high priests. They made a snap judgment about Jesus and they weren't interested in actually seeking the truth about him. One such example is often the way that we treat politics, right? It's a lot easier just to, to paint the other person who disagrees with you with a, a broad brush and an angry brush than to actually seek and talk and understand one another. It's a lot easier, on the one hand, to, to simply assume all liberals are socialist baby killers, or on the other hand, to assume that all conservatives are out-of-touch old bumpkins who don't know what's going on, rather than to actually find the truth and talk and view one another as fellow humans. We, we live in those, those lies we've built up around us because it's just easier. In our reading this morning, in our sermon text, Jesus accepts those lies, doesn't he? He doesn't accept them in accepting them as truth, of course, but he, accept, he just stands there and, and accepts them as, as they are laid upon him. He doesn't kick and fight and scream and holler. Our lies, the lies of this world, are laid upon him. They're, they were laid upon him then and they're still laid upon him now because he is the Lamb of God who bears the sin of the world. Jesus stands there and accepts it for our sakes. Our false thinking, our deceptions, our lies are laid upon him and he bears them away and we are washed clean and live in his truth because he bears our lies and forgives us and bears the, the punishment upon, of, of them. It's not just the lies that we say and think, though, is it? It's also the lies that we like to hear. The gossip that we prefer to listen to because it's more engaging, it's more entertaining to hear about other people's faults and flaws uh, than to speak well of one another. There's another Office episode about that, too. There's a whole episode called Gossip, but I won't spend too much time today talking about The Office. We want to talk about Scripture, right? We like to, to gossip about one another. It's more entertaining to know negative things about, about other others. It, it makes us feel like we're kind of part of the, the inner circle of that group. We're in here talking about those people. They're out there. It makes us feel special. It makes us feel good about ourselves putting other people down. It's more fun. It's more enjoyable. How many of the chief priests, uh, how many of the Sanhedrin that night in our text were just going along? Were afraid to speak up and to speak the truth and to stand up for Christ because they didn't want to be put outside. They wanted to keep their power and their politics. They wanted to be part of that group, that 70. And so often we too like being part of the group. And so we like to hear and say things about one another. 
Even though we know how much it hurts when other people do it to us, don't we? Whatever other people say and think about us, Jesus stands before the throne of God in our behalf and declares to God the Father, they're my brothers. They're clean. They're innocent. They're washed because I died for them. Whatever we think or say about other people, however much we might be tempted towards gossip, Jesus stands before the throne of God and says only good things about us. That's something to remember and keep in our hearts, isn't it? When we are angry or when we do feel bad because of the way other people treat us, remember what Christ has done for us declaring us to be holy and innocent before the Father. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Jesus calls us away from the the lies of this world. He calls us to walk in truth. He calls us to walk in truth by learning to confess with our hearts, not just with our mouths, chief of sinners, though I be, Jesus gave his life for me. He calls us by, to the truth by showing the truth for us. When Jesus stands there before the Sanhedrin and says, I am the Christ, the Son of God, we hear the truth for the first time in our lives. That we are sinners, but he came to die for us. When we are tempted to comfort ourselves by putting down others, we walk in lies. When we accept Satan's promises, empty promises, but promises that sound good because they they sound better than Jesus' truth, we walk in lies. But we return to the truth when, in humility, we recognize who Christ is, what he did for us, and our own sin. And we turn to him as the Savior who died in our place. And not for us only, but for our neighbor, for the sins of the whole world. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.